Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, the mm. B-A-Q-A, what you say? The B-A-Q-A with Manday, the B-A-Q-A with Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A-A. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brown and Bishop question and answers. You have questions, we have some of your answers, although we are not your mama, your cousin, your, we are your, your digital friends, but we're not yes. your attorney. Your financial nope. advisor, not Make your doctor, in. not your. We, we're just two really smart, adorable brown girls <gasps> who, you know, just give some advice here and there, but it's meant to be taken with a grain of salt and for you to lean into the professionals that you pay. Did you see that there was a. Um, a, a message of uh, uh, Mandy from a Brown Ambition listener who's an attorney who was asking us some financial question, but she was like, sidebar, I love your disclaimer as an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you. Cause we were born yesterday. Girl. <laughs> know enough n- to know not how to get to how not to get sued. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we typically mm. take about two questions. Um, last week we had my friend Jason on happy money, happy life. Go listen to that um, episode and BAQA, which he stayed and joined this week. Man, Mandra is back. Um, so we're going to take two career questions. First question is by somebody named Transcendent Teachable Tammy. TTT, 3T. <laughs> All right, so 3T says, hey, lovely brown ladies. Indeed we are. I recently started listening to your podcast and I love it. I have a few questions. First, Miss Tiffany, do you offer any remote internships? Because I would love to learn and shadow you. Plus it will be it will help me get hands-on skills for my degree in marketing that I'm currently um, working towards. Well, I mean, I'm not currently necessarily looking for internship, but girl, you can always shoot me a message. Go to thebudgetista.com and there's like a contact me button. You never know. Like send me like your resume. You never know. Um, I really want to intern with a Black-owned business that I am passionate about supporting because we do have some a position that's open um, for community support, like I'm looking for like a community manager, like like community as in like I have my online Facebook group, I have a Mighty Networks group, I have my Patreon group, so I want someone to do that. I don't know if that's something you're interested in, girl, but anyway. Okay, so then my finance question is, how do you bounce back from getting laid off from, a, from retail work? I was previously a full-time assistant merchandise manager and visual merchandiser, and now I'm a part-time remote stylist. As I previously mentioned, I'm in college for marketing. I guess I'm asking for tips on how to career change from retail to marketing. P.S. I'm 25, engaged with two children, ages one and four, for added context, if that helps. 3T. Yes, I know. So actually, this is a this is a really good man for question. So I love it. Yes. Also, you lived a lot of life for 25 year old. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Career transition babies Mm -hmm. engaged i love that i mean honestly get it done early right um no well first my heart goes out to you because 
um, getting laid off is never um, is never a, a something that you know it's just something that can set you back and make you feel bad so just want to acknowledge that that it sucks I'm glad that you've been able to find some part-time work at least my first question is um, well my first statement is that I think your question to Tiffany is exactly what my advice would be for you if there's anyone who's in college um, or studying a degree trying to get some kind of internship either while you're getting your degree or right after but ideally before you graduate is hands down the best because you're going to just like every new college grad you're going to go out into the world and you're going to be up against people who have gotten a little bit of work experience which is going to lead recruiters and hiring managers to look at your resume and say cool you have a degree that's cute but where's your experience the good thing is that you do have some professional experience so and the fact that you were assistant merchandising manager i too had a career in retail i worked for all a gap cole um, I know assistant merchandising managers like there is some marketing aspect that goes into that because you can select sort of what hits the floor and what's trending and all of that. So I think that you actually are a little bit of a head because you do have some experience professionally. So but for you as a marketer, I don't know what like specific kind of marketing you're in, like as an advertising, as a marketer, I would use your resume as your first project. How can we, like, how can you brand yourself and position yourself, position the experience you have to appeal from someone trying to hire from a marketing role, you know? And internships are amazing. If you, and you mentioned you want to intern with a black owned business that you're passionate about supporting, um, there's always professionalists, there's usually a professional association with like, major industries. I know for like me in journalism, there's the National Association of Black Journalists. I'm sure there is the equivalent for like marketing professionals. Um, and the same way that you know, you're reaching out to Tiffany, because you've seen the great work that she does, you can do that for others as well. And, and continue doing this outreach, get your resume polished, and then, you know, send them out. That's exactly how I found my virtual assistant, you know, she was like, here's my resume, I'd love to work with you. Um, and you know, have some patience because it may take a while to find the right fit. But don't stop the hunt, I would say, for a good internship just to get that additional experience on your resume. Let me think. And in the meantime, do the do the work that you need to do to, to make your, you know, pay your bills. And as a remote stylist, like, again, that can be something you can put on your resume. And maybe you'll be able to segue into a career that includes some retail or fashion element because, whenever you're pivoting, like from one sector to the next, I like to find um, like a commonality or something that can be the bridge. And I feel like for you, that could be your experience in retail and merchandising and maybe fashion. So an agency or a company that dabbles in that world or deals in that world, they would look at your resume and may that may appeal to them. Like, oh, she doesn't have exactly this experience in this you know, what, what we're hiring for, but she has this, like she understands the um, merchandise, she understands retail, she understands fashion, etc. Anything to add, Tiff? But that's what I would say for you, Miss Transcendent, Teachable, Tammy. No, I feel like you covered, but to your point, yes, like internship, like if I'm looking to hire someone for any position, you know, like I'm always looking like now, like I said, I'm looking for a community manager and I'd love, if it's not an intern, I'm looking for someone who has community manager experience, ideally. So to Mandy's point, the more experience you can put under your belt. And I wouldn't, I would not turn my nose up if the community manager experience was an internship, you know, because it's experience. And so Mandy's right to try to get as much experience under your belt. Cause also too, you want to see what you like, you know, like 
It's like you might work with me and be like, ooh, so I really don't like that. I didn't realize I don't like digital marketing or I don't like marketing this capacity. Now I know so I can start to, you know, it's better to learn, you know, earlier on um, so you can pivot to what you do enjoy um, than to wait until it's too late. But I think Mandy gave really great advice. So we wish you well, Triple T. I think about my cousin too, Anna Banana, because she's, um, she moved in with me a couple of years ago and she has just blossomed, but she was studying, she is studying healthcare administration and she was working in restaurants, like doing like waitress hosting jobs. And I was really encouraging her to start looking for a role within like what she wanted to do, which is like, she wants to be in the med spa sort of space as an industry and do admin side. And it took her a long time because of course she didn't have that experience on her resume, but she did get a job, like I said, at this beautiful spa um, in our area. And I was like, that's what you need on your resume even before you graduate. So that by the time you graduate with your healthcare administration degree, like that you're gonna have like a double whammy. You're gonna have the, the experience of working in that kind of environment, you know, plus the education. So I think, yep, just reiterating what I said, but I wish you all the best squeeze those cute little babies. That's going to be me before soon. I'll be have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So, any tips? Share them with me. <laughs> Triple okay. T, you have tips for me. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Maybe be 25 and not 35. So you like are not, your body isn't breaking down <laughs> as, you, as you go. All right. Thank you so much, Tammy. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with question number two. This one's really good, um, especially for listeners who are more, what do we call, Advan mature, our mature audience. Seasoned. <laughs> Seasoned, yes. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and ClearPay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brownambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brownambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 
350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed Data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. All right, VA fam, we are back. I'm doing career questions today for BA Q&A. So excited. Um, this question really hit like a chord for me, struck a chord for me because a lot of my like when I when I branched out as a career coach, Tiff, like I post on Instagram, you know, is anyone wanting well, I didn't even know if I was going to be a career coach. I was like, can I do this thing? So I posted if anyone wants a free half hour session, fill out this form. I got 200 responses. And one of the trends that I saw immediately was I was expecting um, and I was so happy. I love talking to seasoned women, like women who have had a career, whether they're changing it or they're like maybe 10, 15 years into their career, they're trying to get to that next level or they're trying to pivot. Um, and I was worried that maybe I would attract like, because people think your career choices happen after college when you're 22. But I know there's so many of us going through like these periods of transition in our 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, and I was getting, I got so many responses from women in their 40s and 50s. And this question, it just feels like something that... Um, you know, I've talked about with so many women who are, you know, like you said, more seasoned and they have this fear of ageism and how that can impact you. So, all right, I'll shut up now. But this this question is from, what did she say? So discouraged, but not giving up yet in Baltimore. Oh, okay. All right, let me jump in. All right, she says, Mandy and Tiffany, Mandra and Tiffany, I love your podcast. You're both fabulous. I just graduated from college in 2020 with a BA in English and a specialization in professional writing. It was a culmination of many years of college, 
off and on. The thing is, I'm 52 years old now and ageism is real. Although I have over 25 years of administrative work experience, no one will give me a chance as a copywriter. I've begun creating my own website to feature some content, but I haven't been consistent with it. I'm thinking that if I get that up and running with some content, that might show potential employers or clients that I do have the skills needed to do well in a role as a copywriter. I'm so very discouraged right now. I mistakenly thought that I would have no problem getting a job in copywriting after I graduated. Mandy, I know that you have been a copywriter. What would you suggest? Not having any internships really has seemed to hurt me. Do I need to go to grad school at my age? And at my age, would that even make sense? How can I, who is really considered oldish, Tiffany always calls herself oldish, but Tiffany, you are definitely not. How can I land a job as a copywriter or content writer? There's many of us who didn't graduate from college in our 20s. I was 50 when I graduated and now at 52, I still have dreams and goals to go get. Yes, there are so many of us that are 50 and older who have them. I know I'm rambling, so I'll end it here. Um, oh, she's a Tiffany Patreon ment- mentee. Ah, my mentor, Tiffany.com. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I need to sign up for some coaching for Mandy too. I'm so freaking proud of you both. Oh, you're the sweetest. You two are badasses. Love you both. Okay. Love you too. Wow. Yeah. So first and foremost, amazing of you to, and I, and I, I know it's so hard like to finish your degree and to have finished it in 2020 after years of off and on. Um, that's an accomplishment and you should really, really feel proud. But I think what you're running into is exactly, you know, is that the marketplace doesn't necessarily, it may not be about your age. It's about probably the experience on your resume. Like we were just talking about with um, Tammy in the previous question, not having any clips, like examples of content that you've written professionally could be hurting you. I'm, I'm just shocked that you would be able to go through a, a, a professional writing program and they wouldn't give you like opportunities to work for or freelance for outlets like that's mind-boggling to me but it looks like that was the case for you so whatever you can do to get some freelance assignments i agree i don't think you need to have like a full fleshed out website but at least have like a pdf where you have examples of your work you may you know take some lower hanging fruit assignments from outlets that can't pay you amazingly just to start getting some clips join facebook groups for freelance writers i know when i was um i started out as a journalist but also i ran a content team of like and i worked with 30 staff but i also had hundreds of freelancers we needed a lot of freelancers to create our articles and to help edit them and it's copywriting like it's not sexy editorial magazine writing it's like what is a mortgage? Like it's technical writing, like what you've been trained to do. I, and I, we are not the only ones doing that. So I would say one of my favorite ways to recruit freelancers and find them was to go on Facebook groups. There's literally a Facebook group called Binders full of freelance writers. Um, and then what about niching down? Like, is there something, cause you've got, you probably have lots of work experience that you haven't mentioned here, but are you, do you have any particular knowledge in any in any like specific subject area. When I niched down and started focusing on finance and career, more opportunities opened up to me because there were fewer of me out there, if that makes sense. Like it's like Tiffany's analogy, my favorite one about if I'm on a plane and there's Denzel Washington and or a heart surgeon and I have a heart attack, I don't care about Denzel. Like I want the niche. I want the person <laughs> who spent 
a million hours in the in the operating room. Is that your? Is that did I mess that mm-hmm. up? No, no, you said it right. Mm-hmm. That, okay, okay. <laughs> I'd be listening. Um, <laughs> so if you can if you can lean on that experience, it's really about like like I said to Tammy, like marketing yourself. If you say, okay, I've worked in. I'm just going to make it up. If I've worked in the food and beverage industry for the last 20 years, okay, what food and beverage companies have content needs, you know, who have blogs, who have um, articles or trade publications, and how can you start pitching yourself to those publications based on your experience? Plus, you have a degree as a professional writer. You see, it's like trying to find what makes you special and unique and then pursuing what you want to do through that, through that narrow lens which i know can sound challenging when like you're just like i just want a job like i'll write about lawn care if someone will have me that's fine but i do encourage you especially as a writer to find your niche and then become indisposable to your clients you know if you're willing to do that kind of like esoteric professional writing that's not sexy but that does make companies a lot of money and helps them sell their services like i did for so many years like it's hard to find writers who specialize in some of these like really niche topics. And girl, when I and we paid well for people who'd write about FHA loans and they would they would get into the nitty-gritty weeds of like veterans association, you know, fine print to find out what are the rates for VA loans and reverse mortgages and like all this stuff. Niche down, niche down, niche down. That's my main my main um tip for you and and beautiful like I, I and i agree like there's so many of y'all who have goals in your 50s you ain't dead honestly like people like viola davis like mm. it is no excuse <laughs> to not be fabulous i guess in your 50s and 60s anything you would add tiff uh, any I, copywriting needs <laughs> well like, i'll give you an example so logan on my team is my copywriter but when logan first came she she worked in like um customer support and she did such a good job then she got a promotion to like um like kind of managing customer support and then i just said because when someone does a really good job with me, I like to know, what do you want to do? And she was like, honestly, I love researching. And I've always wanted to learn. She didn't know how to copyright. So myself and Jabril, Jabril's also a very good copywriter. We took her under our wing and showed her what we knew. And then she took, like, she didn't go to school for copywriting, but she took it to the next level. To your point, Mandy, she got really good at like copywriting as it relates to personal finance. And so um, Logan was really good at it. I think it's going to be important that if you are going to build that website, which I think is going to be helpful, so if someone can click on it and say, here's examples of your writing, make sure it shows that you know how to mimic voice. You know, because that was really critical. Like when you, there are things when you read, like on my social media, you're like, I know Tiffany said it. 99% of the chance is Logan. There are, it, so the first year it took her a while to get used to like speaking the way writing the way I would write it there. And I remember there was a transition when she had posted something and I was like, did I write that? Cause it sounded so much like me, you know, just consider that too, as you're, you know, to Mandy's point, yes, they really um honed in on financial education, but also showed that like they could do it through the voice of like, you know, a male voice, a, a, a female voice, African-American tone, you know, like that would be really helpful to let me know that this is someone who can, who can, who's not just going to write and it's just this generic thing. The real, real powerful copywriting speaks to the audience that's listening. 
And so it's not something that everyone can do. Like I know how to speak to my audience, but for Logan to then be me and speak to my audience the way I would, because I've cultivated my audience to listen to the way I speak and speak through written word, that's not easy. So, you know, that's just a little piece of advice is then to show like, you know, and practice your skill set. If it was me, because I love, love, love practicing on other people's businesses, I would I like I would be copywriting for other people's businesses who have not hired me, not even to submit it. I'd be like, you know what? I, like I, this is what I do in general. When I see someone's ad or whatever, I redo it. Like I, did, I just did the same yes. thing. I saw I got a really good email, and I was like, "Wait a minute, let me study this. Yeah, structure this. Yes, <laughs> or like literally, if yes. I see a billboard, I'll say, mm, you know, the call to action is not clear. The website's too small. If it was me, so if it was me, I would be copywriting. Like if you see, you know, someone's like, let's just say for example, mine for like, um, I don't know, the Patreon, right? My, um, I don't think we have ads for that. Maybe Literature Academy. And you might be like, you know what? If I was going to rewrite this, this is how I would do it. So you might want to do that too, is to rewrite people's ads so you can get the, the practice of what it looks like to successfully um, write. But yeah, it's a, it's a, especially with new entrepreneurs, all these entrepreneurs that are, most of them don't know how to write. They don't understand that copywriting is a critical component to growing their business. So not to interrupt or to interrupt, mm -hmm. there's like a Harvard, a Harvard or some fancy college research study that just came out saying the number one skill of successful business leaders is writing. Yes. Like that's what separates success. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. writing is truly like I couldn't do anything that I do. All the emails, the communication, yes. sharing a, a clear and concise message mm -hmm. like You've got the skills, like Tiffany said that. Yeah, I just I wanted to say that. Yeah, um, that so many people are like, wait. Or if I let's just say, what would impress me, Mandy? Imagine if um, that you get an email and say, "Hey, I'm a copywriter, blah blah blah. I'd love to write for you." I actually rewrote the email that you just sent, or I wrote an ad the way I thought. I would be like, wait a minute. I would take it to my team and be like, Logan, this is really good. Let's at least call her in. So if you sent okay, me damn, an but ad, my ego would be like. Mm. You rewrote my email? Like, <laughs> no, but meaning, or even let's just say that we wrote it, or and I wrote an email that would be similar yeah. to something you would send out or wrote an ad yeah. for the Literature Academy. I would be really impressed because I could clearly see how you could fit into my organization. So consider that too, if there are people that you admired, you'd like to work for to like That's write smart. an email or an ad or whatever. So they're like, they literally, it's almost like when you, when you're purchasing a home ending and it's staged, you know, stage mm -hmm. homes go for 30% more and are more likely to be sold because you're like, oh, I could use this as a baby room. And this could be my office because you can see the things in there versus just this blank canvas. So consider that too. So hopefully this was helpful, you guys. BAQA career segment. Um, if you've got questions about <laughs> career, um, entrepreneurship, business, personal finance, you have come to the right place, honey, because me and Mandy be doing all of it. Okay, all of it. Um, and so we are going to share, you know, like, so if you've got questions, you can hit us up on Brown Ambition Podcast on um, .com. You can go to brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com and send us an email. You can DM us on Instagram or Twitter. We're the BA Podcast on Twitter, Brown Ambition Podcast on IG. Yeah, send us your questions. We love to get them. And like I said, we do career, business, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. So flood the gates. I mean, also too, I mean, Mandy's a mama. You got a mama question. She got some mama answers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you want to talk about hair, child, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Let us know. And thank y'all as always for your support. Until next week. Bye, BA bye, fam. <laughs> Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. 
The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.